0: Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little, here today with episode 318 of Weekly Poker Hand. Thank you very much for being here with me today. We are playing 136 at Texas Cardhouse. We have under the gun plus 1. Kyle opens to raise it up to 20 bucks with ace 10 of diamonds out of his $1,900 stack, which is perfectly fine and reasonable. And then the Queen of Felt decides to be a little bit unreasonable. She puts in the 3-bet, under the gun plus 3, which is roughly middle position, early to middle position, with eight six of clubs. Holy moly. So I'm all for getting out of line and being very aggressive when you're in position, when you are deep stacked. However, the queen of Pelts is not exactly in position. She has to worry about all the other players remaining behind her yet to act. of um, seven, seven players, have many is at the table. She has to worry about all of them waking up with a hand. So in this scenario, I would just fold the eight six suited preflop I realize you want to play these very deceptive hands some small portion of the time. If you are going to play them, if they're not quite good enough to call, as 8-6 suited is not, you should 3-bet them. But this is aggressive. I'm not sure what the Queen of Felt's image is at this poker table, but i got to presume she's been playing some pots. So I, I would have just folded this 8-6 suited. We see 10-9 suited folding. background to Ortiz in the straddle with pocket 6s. He folds. That's a good fold. Look when it goes. Early position raise. Early position 3-bet. You just need to fold almost everything. A mistake a lot of people make is they will call with hands like pocket sixes for $60. And then they'll just end up losing every single pot where they miss the flop. And whenever they do make a set, they don't necessarily even get paid. So you, you do need to fold the sixes there. Don't think that just because you're getting 10 to 1 implied odds that you must call with your sets because what or with your uh, small pairs. Because what happens is sometimes Kyle, who opened from Under the Gun Plus 2, it's going to show up with aces, kings, queens, ace, king, etc. And he's going to put in the four bet, and then you have to fold away, which is terrible. Alright, so back around to Kyle. He has to put in $40 into a pot that's going to go up to about 100... What? 130? So it's an easy call with ace, 10 suited. He's going to try to flop a good hand. Definitely the right play. If this was off-suit, you should probably just fold or four bet, but the big suited cards very much like to see the flop. Flop comes great for Kyle. Well, uh... Great if he's ahead. Comes ace, four, three, one club. This is definitely a spot where the Queen of felt's going to want to bluff. She has all the backdoor draws in this scenario, and she has literally no showdown value. And depending on what her actual range is, she may have a pretty big nut advantage here because if Kyle four bets ace, king every time and aces every time, that means he doesn't have those in his range, right? Whereas the Queen of Felt would always, well, presumably always three bet ace, king, and presumably three bet pocket aces which means that she's going to have a few more nut hands, most likely. She also has ace-queen a lot, whereas maybe Kyle four bets that. Who knows? He probably shouldn't, but maybe he does. So this is a spot where the queen of fell should be betting pretty frequently, probably using a small-ish size. Pass 130, you can get away with betting like 50 bucks here. Because if Kyle does have pocket eights, it just puts him in a miserable scenario. He's going to call a lot, but then you can barrel him off on the turn, which is fine. I don't think you want to bet too big. I think a mistake a lot of people make is betting like 95 on the flop. Because when you bet 95 on the flop, what's going to happen is then Kyle's mostly going to continue with pretty good hands. And when he's mostly continuing with pretty good hands, you don't really know if you should continue betting the turn or the river. Whereas when you bet small, like 40, he's going to call with all sorts of stuff. And then you can bluff a lot of that out on the turn in the river. A lot of people think that the goal is to just make the opponent fold immediately. But if the opponent will fold almost everything by the river, wouldn't you rather that happen? Like imagine in this scenario, hypothetically. Let's say the queen of felt bets 40 on the flop, 130 on the turn. 600 on the river. You think Kyle's going to hold on with this Ace-10 on Ace-4-3, and two other cards are going to come? It's pretty rough, because remember, it went early position raise, early position 3-bet. You really only beat Stone Bluffs then, right? Because she's not going to be value betting Ace-9, right? So, I mean, again, I'm not sure how the Queen of Felt plays, but if you think that she has all sorts of nut hands, like Ace-10's just a bad bluff catcher. And if you have a bad bluff catcher, well it's a fine bluff catcher, it's not bad, it's fine enough. But when you have a bluff catcher, if you think your opponent's not bluffing enough, you should fold a lot, right? So it's a pretty nasty spot by the river. What a lot of people do wrong in this scenario is they bet the flop, and then they just give up. And what happens then is it makes it very easy for hands like Ace-10 to call a flop and then just check down and win a medium pot. Alright, so she bats 70, which I think is probably a little bit big. Because, like, right here, I'm not really sure if it's going to make the opponents call with hands like um, like pocket 8s and then fold to the turn. Or if they're just going to fold them immediately. Like, you really want them calling with pocket 8s so you can bluff them off of 8s on the turn. I mean, I know she has eight, 8s is a bad example. 7s. Alright, turn is a queen of diamonds. It's a pretty bad card for the queen of felts. Although, she did have queen, she just got there. If she had ace-queen, that's a nuts. But, obviously, Kyle has a lot of ace-queen. Should the queen of felt keep blasting? Well, obviously she'd much rather a a gut shot card come for her or a flush card come for her, flush draw card to come for her, but she didn't. I don't think it's mandatory to bet this turn, but it's also pretty sweet to do it. It's pretty savage to do it, really. (laughs) Pot's 270 bucks. I think you can get away with betting 160 here. Any ace is still going to call you. Any random flush draw, if they have it, is going to call you. Like, say they have... 7-6 of diamonds or something. Um, if you get raised, obviously you can easily fold. If you do bet this turn, though, you need to triple the river because no ace is going to fold on this turn. And knowing that, you must be willing to follow through and go for the river bet. So pot is 270. I don't think you want to go too big because if you go too big, it's going to make it to where your opponent's not going to fold on the river very often. She does go 175. I think that's very nice. Kyle has a top pair, bad kicker with a flush draw, easy call. If you raise, what's going to happen is you're mostly going to get called by hands that beat you at the moment. And if you think about it, like right now, if, if Kyle gets to the end with ace-10 of diamonds with a flush draw, right, against ace-queen or pocket-queens or ace-king even, he's in very bad shape. He'd much rather call and keep all of his opponent's bluffs in the pot. So good call by him. Now the question is, is he going to pay off on the river if it's a blank? River is a four of clubs. Hmm. Basically a, basically a blank, about as blank as it can come. Pot 620 bucks. Queen of Felt needs to bluff here. Um, How much should she go? We're trying to get an ace to fold. Pot, 620. 600, right? You could even, like, go really big here. I would not be, I mean, look, in reality, so right now, uh, the Queen of Felt has 1,100 left. If you told me she went all in here, I would not be so unhappy with that. You have to think that Kyle has almost no 4x in his range, like, almost none. So given he has almost no 4x, and it's just going to be, like, ace-4 suited, right? So if he has ace-four suited, there's, what, two combinations of that? Hearts and and spades. So there's two combinations of ace-four. He could have pocket threes, I suppose. He can't really have pocket aces. He probably doesn't have a whole lot of pocket queens. So you're looking at, like, ace-queen sometimes. If you do jam into ace-queen, ace-queen's going to call you. You're going to lose. But if you're really only getting called by a few combinations of pocket threes that may not even open preflop, ace-four suited, which, you know, he probably plays every time, and then ace-queen... There's only nine combinations of ace queens. There's nine ace queen, two ace four suited. It's eleven combinations. How many combinations are there of ace jack and ace ten and ace nine suited, and ace eight suited, and ace seven suited, and ace six suited, and ace five suited? How many combinations of those are there? Right? It's a lot, because there's um, twelve ace jacks, twelve ace tens. If he plays all of them, he may not play all those. But then there's a mess of the suited ones. And also, he could just be sitting over the hand like um, king queen of hearts. It's obviously going to fold. Or maybe he decided to get splashy on the turn with jacks, which is obviously going to fold. So, this is a scenario where I, I definitely think a big overbet would be pretty nice. Especially with this exact hand, because you get the flush draws to fold, which you lose to, and you're going to get a lot of ace-x to fold, I think. Now again, if people think the Queen of felt is a lunatic, that all goes out the window. You have to be way more cautious with the big bluffs, but I think this is a pretty nice spot to go for a big bluff. Post 620 bucks. It's tough when you know your opponent has top pair. You're really not trying to bluff your opponents off top pair all that often, but early position raise versus early position three bet. This is a pretty nice spot to go for it. Looks like she is going to make a bet. You better bet big. You better bet big. Does not look like she's going to be betting big enough. If you bet like three hundred here, Ace is never folding. So you have to bet much bigger. She's lining up a bet. If you're listening to this, by the way, you can watch me go through these hands at YouTube.com/slash/pokercoaching. She did bet four hundred bucks, got snap called. No problem. <laughs> And, um, he turns over the Ace-10, doesn't make her show her cards, and uh, Kyle wins a nice pot. So, facing a 400 bet on the river, you certainly don't love it, and it's definitely a pretty nasty scenario, but at the end of the day, Ace-10's a pretty good hand to call with. Whenever you have the top pair, you really don't want to be folding the top pair bluff catcher, and the reason for that is because the top pair bluff catcher blocks your opponent from having ace-king and ace-queen, right? Whereas if he had a hand like kings or king-queen, now he does not block an ace. I know ace-queen blocks ace-king. You don't need to type that in the comments. Um, but anyway, this is a scenario where I think if the queen of felt is going to bluff, she has to go very big because it's very clear, I think, that Kyle's range, given the, these bets, is either going to be a an ace or just like kind of garbage. And if it is garbage the queen of fell should actually bet smaller, right? Because if you're trying to get six, five of diamonds to fold, which I mean, you don't even even need that fold really. But if you're trying to get something like jack 10 of diamonds to fold or king, queen of hearts to fold, if you bet like 200 on the river, you're going to get the job done. Maybe 300 on the river. So I'm not a big fan of this $400 bet size on the river. I think I would have preferred more like all in. A lot of people don't think of the all in bet. To be fair, Jonathan Little probably a few years ago would not have thought of the all in bet. And this is a situation where um, essentially if you're going to try to make your opponent fold a strong range, you have to go for a substantially bigger bet size. So that's going to be it for today. Hope you all have a great, great week. If you enjoyed this, click like, click subscribe, and check out my training site, pokercoaching.com. We have a lot of great things happening by many of the best poker players in the world. We recently brought on James Romero, who was in the top 10 poker players in the world and live poker tournaments before the virus happened. Who knows where he is now? But um, I'm doing my best to hire people who I want to learn from to help you all become world-class players. So check it out at pokercoaching.com. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.